Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled. I am Peter and that is Tara and we are going to talk about The Twilight Zone Season 1 Episode 24. It's called Long Live Walter Jameson. So full spoilers for the episode as always and this stars Kevin McCarthy who you may know from the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers. He did a cameo in the 7-8 version as well. Um, I also know him as an older actor from Inner Space. I'm just saying all this very quickly because I, I like him. He's, he's, he's got a good solid jawline. Great chin. Great chin. Um, in fact, Ta- Tara said to me before we started that he should have played Superman at some point, and he should have. He- he's got a very Superman. Uh, yeah, I was saying look he looks him. like he looks like an Alex Ross painting. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just fighting with Firefly, who's up my, my down there. <laughs> so yeah. So this episode, as we as we found out last week at the end of the show, is about a man who's been alive for for a long time. He's immortal, and. The episode plays out over essentially three scenes. There's a an opening at a university uh, where uh, Walter Jameson is a professor teaching history. The the cheat that he is. I'm just saying it's easy to yeah, t- right. teach history when you live through it all. Um, so he's teaching history, <laughs> and his uh, colleague. Uh, I don't think it's his boss exactly. I think it's his colleague uh, who invites him over for dinner. With I thought it was him and his wife. Uh, turns out it was him and his daughter. And then mm-hmm. we get most of the episode takes place at his house where after the daughter goes back up, because he's, he's actually arranged to marry his daughter uh, as Walter. And, but the, the old man's got some suspicions uh, and he basically questions him about his age, about some things that don't add up and does ultimately discover that he ultimately admits that he has been alive for over 2000 years. And they have a, a chat about that. So uh, I'll ask the question, Tara, what did you think of Long Live Walter Jameson? I think it was a fine episode. Um, it sort of reminded me. Did you watch the movie The Age of Adeline? Came out a couple of years ago. Do you know I did not? But it's funny because it reminded me of a different movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it reminded me of a low yeah. budget uh, movie, which is kind of sci-fi, I guess. So maybe we could do it in the ace at some point. Uh, I think Age of Adeline's also, I think it counts as sci-fi. You know, I only remember Age of Adeline because it was out at the same time as Age of Ultron, and I remember it being number two, and I remember joking <laughs> that people couldn't get into Age of Ultron, so they just went with the other Age of movie. It's like, ah, oh, this one will do. <laughs> uh, but Yeah, it was a fine movie. Um, but yeah, I, I thought this episode was okay. I saw that it was rated higher than the last one, which I thought was kind of odd because the last one, I think we both agreed, was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I liked this one a lot. Um, as, yeah, the movie I was talking about, though, uh, it was called The Man from Earth. It was called. And the reason why it reminded me of this is not only is it the core concept that one of the characters has been alive for thousands of years, it's actually very similar in the sense that it all takes place uh, in in this one living room of a house. It's just a group of characters having a conversation as he mm-hmm. has to reveal and then reveals more and more and more and it goes to places of it. But it's all just talking. It's a really low-budget movie. There's a couple of actors I think you may recognize, actually. There's a, the fat guy with the mustache, whose name, obviously, I don't know, who's popped up in a lot of things over the years. Uh, he was in... The last thing I saw him in movie-wise was Texas Chainsaw 3D, but he's been in a... Do you know, I'm going to get a list of his credits because you'll know this guy's face. I guarantee he's been on a TV show or Walter movie, Brimley? So. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to go to Texas Chainsaw because I know he's, he was in that. Um, but that's all it is. And the, the scene here Walter is... Walter Brimley. I think this guy's name is Walter. Oops. Or Wilford. Wilford. Damn it, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but no, so the thing is, is that like... 
Uh, so, okay, here we go. Uh, Richard Rail or Ryle is his name. I'll look him up. Yeah, you'll recognize him because he's got a very uh, man from Earth. He's in casino. He's in office space. Um, he's just he's one of those character actors who gets cast a lot in small roles. Um, but I remember he was in that. Okay. But uh, but it's, it's it's all it's all in a living room. It's all just conversation and like try to get him to like open up, and that's essentially what this is in a much more truncated form. So it really mm-hmm. reminded me of that movie. Oh, I mean, obviously the movie came much later. It was like two thousand something. So <laughs> clearly, yeah. clearly, it was it was probably inspired by this episode. Did I would you like guess. this episode? Um, I did like this episode actually, probably a little bit more than you did, because I think I would go maybe a bit more beyond. It's okay. Um, okay. Not perfect, uh, but I think... I, I think it was... I mean, we sort of knew right away going into it what it was about, because Rod mm. Serling said at the end of the last episode that it's about a guy who's immortal. <laughs> do, you, do you wish that you didn't know? Uh, I think maybe I did, mm. yeah. I mean, not that it doesn't get revealed, you know, really late in the episode, um, but it's not really much of a mystery, even though we're watching a guy trying to figure things out, trying to put the clues together. Yeah, I mean, I guess the problem is that he told us last week he's immortal. So this week, the first chunk of the episode, the guy is trying to like just question why he's not aged in twelve years. It's not. A, it's not. It's not about being alive yeah. for that long. It's just about in twelve years you've not really aged, and that's kind of weird. And then the, mm-hmm. the cliffhanger at the end of the first ad break is, "Hey, I was. You know, you mentioned because he's got all these stories of this this general in the war from from uh, the Civil War, and he's like, hey." Um, I was looking through my old war photos from my, my books, thinking, oh, maybe I'll f- see this guy. And sure enough, I found him. And the cliffhanger is like, hey, that, sh- that looks like you. And this photo was 100 years old. And like mm-hmm. that's where we go to the credits. On, which, by the way, came much earlier in the episode, because I actually felt it. I was like, that felt early. And I checked the time in the, the episode, and it was only nine minutes in. So oh, okay. So you know, just, yeah, usually it's like halfway through. Yeah, usually, I mean, it varies a little bit just depending on where they want the ad break to be in the story. But typically, it's about 11 to 13 minutes, something like that. Mm-hmm. range um but because that because a bit so it's clearly the big cliffhanger for the ad break is this he's like he's, he's over 100 years old it's much bigger than just he's not aged in 10 years and i guess that's the moment that it, it and ca- you heard 2000 years yeah because he's talking about uh plato and he was around when he was alive and the guy says that that's over 2000 years oh okay <laughs> i don't know why i missed that i heard him talk about uh being in the civil war and mm. that was like, and he couldn't handle being in like a war. He kept was was like afraid of dying all the time, and he really was looking for any way to to prevent himself from dying because of being in the war. But maybe he was talking about a different war. Um. Yeah, I think so. Because because he talks about going to a, a not a shaman. There was a oh, an alchemist. It? Alchemist. Thank you. Thank, yeah. thank you. Um. That's Which you're right, happened. would have been pre-Civil War. Yeah, Al- Alchemist is a pretty old Yeah, old that's like, concept. I mean, that's at least as old as the Renaissance. Yeah. so I think after that, it sort of became chemist. So he asked to live forever, and he was knocked out after being, you know, given things. And he, he woke up thinking that he'd just been ripped off, that it didn't work. But then, of course, <laughs> his wife and kids and everyone around him started aging, and he didn't. And eventually, he realized, wait, I am actually immortal now. Um, and that's yeah. the gist of it, and I I think I like this, and mainly because I like the actors, uh, I guess is the mm-hmm. big thing. But I I I like the concept of talking about what it means to be immortal, and this idea that he's had many wives, they've grown old and they've died, 
Um, and it's this thing where he keeps falling for it, and he knows because he, you know, he's like, oh, no, you know, everything in my body, all my experience tells me that I shouldn't marry your daughter. And I was going to leave because because he, he, what he seems to do is leave, you know, move town, change his name every say fifteen years, you know, just when it starts to get mm-hmm. suspicious that he's not aged that much, and. He's like, no, everything in my body says that I shouldn't do this, but I was going to leave because I knew she was falling for me, but that it was too late. I'd fallen for her. And it doesn't matter that I know it's going to end in heartache. I just, I have to go through with it. Um, well, I imagine, I mean, one of the things that he talks about is that he doesn't really have anything to live for. And at least if he's feeling love yeah. again, then that's something that he can hold on to. Oh yeah, because he talks about how he takes a gun out every night and like contemplates killing himself because I mean, he, he right. won't die so naturally. He's not really... yeah. He's immortal, but he could, he's not, you know, he could still die. He, well, he, he I, I would describe him as uh, immortal, but not uh, invulnerable. Because he's, he's like, yeah. physically, he'll he'll never naturally grow old and die. He'll never get sick, but he it's can like be killed. The, uh, the, we did get another episode like this before, the uh, escape clause. Except that he was mm. also invulnerable. Quite right, quite right, yeah. Um, so... You know, I um, I like this stuff, and I I like there's some there's some little details that I kind of liked in the first half as well, uh, which kind of made me chuckle. Is the idea that like, you know, the the old man's like, oh no, what was the uh, what was the daughter's name? I'm off the episode. I'm I'm on Texas Chainsaw, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lorette? No, Susanna. No, Lorette's the old woman Susanna. later. Yeah, Susanna. Um. She like is getting her PhD, right? And I thought, okay, so she's you know sort of upper college aged, right? So she's younger than he is, but it's not like the most ridiculous age difference ever either, you know? Because we find out well. she. <laughs> well, no, no, obviously, assuming when he says he's forty four, taking that at face value, it's not the most ridiculous age difference ever. Um, sure. You know, I had a friend in school whose parents had a bigger gap than that. Um, so. But no, like, but he's he's at one point says to her, "Are you forgetting something, Missy?" And she's like, "What, Dad?" He's like, "Go upstairs, study, studies. You get your PhD." And I thought, "Wait a minute, what what person still gets told to like do their studies when they're in college age? Never mind." And then two minutes later, uh, Walter says she's nearly thirty. And I'm like, <laughs> "Why are you telling her to do her homework? If she cares about getting her PhD, she'll do it. She's an adult." Yeah, seriously. And her dad is like. Like, did 70. he have her when he was, like, in his 60s? <laughs> he's so old. Yeah, I, I did the math because he says he's 70, uh, which means he was 40 when he had her, which is... Okay. I, I mean, I guess if, if Walter has a kid, he'll be around that age as well. With, with That's true. With her, so I, I guess it's a different era. It's not as uncommon, maybe. <laughs> but um, it just it really cracked me up that he's like, go to your room and do your homework, Missy. And I'm like, she's, like, old as I am. <laughs> Younger than Tara, obviously, still, but almost as well, old as they're I both pro- they're both professors, so I'm sure they they take you know school a little bit more seriously. Oh sure, yeah, that's the logic. <laughs> that's the logic behind it. <laughs> oh dear, uh, but you know he begins to to broach this subject, and he's like ch- comparing his hand to him. He's like, you know, twelve years ago when when we hired you, like you know my hand looked like yours. You know, I, I was at, I was just still young enough that my hand looked like didn't have that old age like skinny bone effect mm-hmm. i don't know what you call it <laughs> i'm sure there's a name for what happens to your hands when you get old um for, for, <laughs> i don't know that there is um let's see your hand tara <laughs> let's, let's see your hand tara just to confirm that you're not that old yeah no? we don't need to now see now i've I got th- gloves on 
Uh huh. No, 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 I'm thinking. They're both broken. No. You can't see them right now. No, I'm thinking they're old and wrinkly. You're just you're letting my imagination do it. <laughs> For the record, I have wonderfully healthy, young, hairy, milky white skin. It's because the lights up there. It's just burning it out. I mean, it is milky white. Don't get me wrong. I'm 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 from Scotland. Have you ever I'm... had a job of physical labor? <laughs> <laughs> Physical labor? Eh, not really, no. <laughs> <laughs> Carrying stock around a little bit, but not nothing super strenuous. Um, Very nice hands. So, thank you, thank you. Um, so, he starts broaching the subject, and he's like, nah, you know, come on, what age are you really, uh, Walter? He's like, okay, fine, you've done the math, I'm 52. <laughs> I'm a tool for Susie, is that what you're saying? He's like, oh, yes, in a manner of speaking, yes. Um, it, you know what's funny is it would be very easy for me to crack a joke here uh, and compare it to the hit television show Buffy the Vampire Slayer you know given the relationship between Angel who's over 200 years old and Buffy Summers who is supposed to be 16 right however I'm going to save it I'm going to save it for later because there's a better one later <laughs> okay so there you go um so yeah, he, he, he asked these questions, and like we said, he brings out the photo, and uh, ultimately after the ad break, he does get him to relatively quickly admit that he is, he is, he's been alive for a long time, and he's like, oh, how old? And he's like, oh, I was around when this guy was around, and he, he points to this, this bust that he's got of, of Plato just in the, in the room, and... <laughs> Yeah, but I like that. My Godfather. <laughs> yeah. I I do love the discussion though, because there, there was one thing we didn't mention is that when he's walking to the house for dinner, uh, there's a mysterious woman watching from behind a tree. Mm, um, who could she be? Who could she be? And I like that. I kind of forgotten about her by the time she showed up again because it was only that one little moment. Mm-hmm. You know, I I got into the conversation, so I wasn't really thinking about her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. And uh, so, eventually. Susie comes down and interrupts because you know at this point, was or sorry, you know uh, the old guy, yeah, Sam. He's like, no, you can't. I can't let you marry my daughter. Are you kidding me? Like, you're just going to break her heart when you leave her in like ten, fifteen years when you decide that she's getting too old. Like, yeah, because he had that conversation. Like, so how long do you stay with the women that you're yeah. married to? Then and he's like, ten, fifteen years. Yeah. And yeah, that's going to lead to heartbreak. Which, which, by the way, it's a bit in this. Like, seriously, you're going to leave someone when they're forty-five? Come on, <laughs> like. That 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 is like that is dickish <laughs> behavior. <laughs> that is dickish. No. Well, he said he only had like five or seven wives or something. I can't remember. Like he hasn't had a lot of them. So you still have to be kind of special, I guess. <laughs> I suppose seven over the course of two thousand years is. I mean, it's a pretty low number, yeah. Yeah, I guess. I guess it is. Um, <laughs> my question is, how does he forge his paperwork? Because he has paperwork to like get a license and stuff, and every time he changes yeah. his name, there's, there's some holes in the plot here. I'm just saying, there's <laughs> holes in the plot. Um, yeah. But Susie comes down and he's like, "Susie, let's go and get married tonight. Let's run away from your father." Right in front of him, mate. I add, the father's still standing there. Sam's still standing there, being like, "No, Jenny, please don't." <laughs> um, I'm old and decrepit. Don't leave me. Um, and she's like, "Oh, you mean it? You mean it, Walter?" He's like, "Of course I do." Go on, go go pack your things. And apparently, Walter lives across the street because I was surprised when he just walked over and I was like, "Oh, I guess yeah, he lives too. here." <laughs> Easy enough. Um, me too. Fifteen minutes. 
<laughs> and he goes into his office uh, or his study or whatever and he's he's at the desk and he, he pulls out the gun and he contemplates it but he puts it down and then in walks the old lady and because I, I didn't have the context and I, I didn't have a guess as to who she was the first time she popped up but this time as soon as she walked in i went oh mm-hmm. this is a wife she's an ex <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a wife and we find out that she saw his photo in the paper because the paper uh, announced their engagement and i know i guess that's a 50s thing or a 60s thing i don't know yeah i guess yeah i, I can't imagine that do, 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 do the papers even announce marriages is that a thing i don't know is it, I, I think you'd have to be pretty famous yeah i feel I feel like maybe at one point there was like a marriage version of the obituary you know like okay these two people in town got married so oh, okay i could see that yeah, being maybe. a thing at some point i, I mean i've never seen local it papers are probably a much bigger deal than they are now yeah yeah, nowadays you just go into Reddit where all the Kip kids are and go, hey, I got married today. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't do that. I don't do Reddit anymore. Yeah. I mean, I don't really go on Reddit either. I, I dabble here or there. Yeah, it's too... Make it lurk occasionally. It, it's like a time machine. You go in there and all of a sudden you've lost like a half an hour. <laughs> time. I'm pretty sure a lot of the internet works that way because I've, cer- I've certainly lost entire nights where I'm like, wait... How did it get to three in the morning? What happened? <laughs> I didn't say porn. <laughs> don't you don't you dare. How dare you? <laughs> but yes, for the record, yes, sometimes I will go many hours in one porn session. Yes, that happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Men are all the same. Ladies. <laughs> what a catch. <laughs> <laughs> She she comes in and of course you know, you know what's going. She's going to shoot him, right? Like he's he's going to run away, but she's going to shoot him. And he obviously denies it at first. He's like, I don't know who I am because she keeps calling him Tommy. Like you're Tommy, I know yeah. you are. Uh, and I saw your face in the paper, and I just had to come and see if it was really you. And it is, it's you. And you're still married to me, Mister. Um, and she shoots him. And I got another laugh here actually, not at this moment specifically. So, uh, it's, you know, Sam, the old guy, hears the gunshot, right? And he comes running out, he comes running across the street, he comes in and he sees him sort of hunched over at the desk and uh, Walter is like, oh, it doesn't matter anymore, uh, Sam, like, I'm done either way. And he sort of, you know, turns around, sits back in the chair. And I actually, I have to actually compliment this, I actually really like the transition because... Yeah, me too. Because it could have been really cheesy. Yeah, but he... I mean, this, the second time he changes and he goes really old, it's just in a cut because it cuts to Sam's face. But the first time when the light turns on, there's, there's, I think there's like a little slight cut, but it's just it's just smooth enough that it works. Like, you, you see, I don't think so. I think the lighting just changes, and you can see a lot more of the contrast in the makeup and the hair. I don't know. Whereas... Maybe, maybe, maybe you're right, but it's like as soon as the light came on, the hand it felt like the hand completely changed to me. But I mean, maybe it's just how good the it was it was set up that it just felt that way. I just thought the makeup was really good. And yeah. the way they did it was you, you were watching it close enough to be like, is he changing? Like, I think he is changing, yeah. like, slowly, you know? Um, so he gets old really quickly and uh, kills over and dies. But here's what made me laugh. So after he's killed over and died, he's lying there in the study. Then Susie comes running out of her house screaming and runs over, over and then she, she comes into the house. Her dad greets her at the door, and Susie yells out, I heard a gunshot. Is everything okay? And I'm like, the gunshot was like five minutes ago. Wow. What were you doing? She was gathering all of her pretty things together. <laughs> the gunshot. What? She was on a time limit. <laughs> she he... didn't stop just because someone's shooting a gun. 
<laughs> he, he, he's on his deathbed. He could have been saved, but he's not saved because she spent five minutes doing something stupid. Mm-hmm. She was sitting in the toilet seat taking a big dump. I bet that's what it was. Yeah. I just disapprove. I think she was up to something f- funny. There was some suspicious mm-hmm. activity going on. And poor Walter has finally died because she was spending too much time, I don't know, texting or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she has she had specific instructions to get all her pretty things together and she had 15 minutes to do it otherwise he wasn't going to marry her so <laughs> I feel I feel like even even in this time period when like men expected women to like do what they say you know that that's that's that you know like when the patriarchy was even more uh, rampant than it is now yeah, there's some uh, spanking talk in this episode so yeah oh yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Spanking's only fun when it's consensual, just for the record. Um, so. <laughs> well, she is 30, so. Uh. <laughs> uh, well, I was going to crack a joke about something you said, I've forgotten it now. I, what I do want to say, though, is though, I cracked a joke about her text in there just because it was so silly sounding, but I actually kind of want to make a movie now. It's black and white and set in the 50s, and then right in the last scene, just have someone pull out a smartphone and just not mention it. <laughs> and then just. <laughs> Just to mess with people. I think that's funny. It'd be like, um, oh, I won't say what movie it is because that'll spoil it. <laughs> yes, yes, that'll spoil it. I think I know what movie you're talking about. That would spoil it, yes. 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 <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is the end of the episode. I, what I think was notable, though, is uh, so the, the Buffy reference I want to make is that he actually turned to dust. His clothes were lying there and there were just piles of dust as if he'd been staked like he was a vampire in the hit television show. Buffy, the Vampire Slayer. Ooh, so interesting. <laughs> you love it. <laughs> you know you do. Don't even try and deny it. Just, yeah. just, just because Kevin McCarthy was never on an episode of Star Trek, so you couldn't bring up. Star I know. Trek. I looked. <laughs> <laughs> you checked. Of course, I checked. You checked it twice, <laughs> just to make sure. He was still alive until 2010. He could have been in any of the shows before Discovery. <laughs> I know, right? I didn't see it on the list. Damn. There was like four Stop. TV shows. He could have been in any of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Uh, what I thought was notable, actually, about... Uh, about uh, what was his face? Rod Serling. Okay. Rod Serling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it's notable about Rod Serling's uh, narration. First of all, I liked his opening line in this episode. He's like... This is the first chapter of a nightmare. Well, that was his first line. Uh, but what I thought was noble about his ending speech is that he never actually said in the, in the Twilight Zone. I think this is the first episode where he didn't end it with... Fin- no, he's done that before. Is he done that before? Okay. Yeah, I know, because you've made comments of that before. <sighs> Which one was it? Uh, okay. Wasn't it the Monsters are Due on Maple Street that he didn't do it? Because it's not the Twilight Zone, it's like our own world. Oh, he rephrased it, but no, I meant he didn't say it at all. He never even said the word Twilight Zone this time. Oh. Um, he just made a point and it ended. It was uh, it was really somber, but I was like, oh, that's because I, I really stuck out to me that he didn't say it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I agree that was different, but I, I liked how he did it with that one. That was more inventive uh, on Maple Street. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I just thought it was notable. Um, so next next episode. Yeah. Oh, oh, so, I mean, you, this episode was okay yeah. in my mind. Like, mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of... Um, a repeat of the other episode that I liked 
<laughs> the escape clause. Um, this one's a bit more like, like, would you really, like, if you had a mortal life, like, would you really enjoy it? Or would you just be constantly on the run and paranoid and never be able to, like, enjoy what you have? It was kind of reminded me of um, Dr. Faustus, which I think we've talked about before, which is the play about the guy who makes a deal with basically the devil in order to get ultimate knowledge. But because he has it, he doesn't use it <laughs> because it's always there. And that's kind of like the lesson in this episode, too, is like, I'm not I know I'm immortal, but because I am. Like I don't do anything. I'm, I don't do anything extra with my life. I don't become a wise man. I just live my life, and it's not really no, worth it. I, I'm glad you brought up that because that is a really interesting exchange of dialogue. Where you know <laughs> Sam's like, you know, like I always expected if he could live forever, you become very wise, but that's not true, is it? And he's like, no, I just kind of keep living. And yeah. <laughs> nothing means anything because I'm never going to die. Right. So, you know, and I could be that way too. Because I procrastinate. <laughs> if I have a whole summer to do something, like, oh, I'll sure. wait till the very end. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I, I like every essay that I ever did for school or college or whatever was done the night before. Yeah. Everyone. Or the morning. Or the morning of, yes. <laughs> that happened a couple of times too. Um, every single one. There's Depending not, on what class it was. <laughs> yeah. There's not, there's not an exception to that. I think like once I said to myself, "Oh, I'm going to be good and like start this one like a week early and just so I can chip yeah. away at it." I did like a paragraph, and then the rest of it was done the night night, night before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did my best work. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the pressure. The pressure helps, I think. Yeah, it does. The adrenaline push comes to shove. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Doctor Foster does the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I, I actually quite like this episode, and I don't I don't think it's one of the best ones, but I think it's just a simple little idea. Um, and you've got good actors, and I like the themes that it explores. Um, and I, I'd be interested to go back to that Man Man from Earth movie and see if it is actually quite good, because I remember enjoying it. I remember thinking it was a bit amateur feeling, but like the just the the, the fun kind of idea of it got over that and. So. Well, make sure you add it to the list. I will. I will add it to the list. I mean, it's one of those sci-fi movies where it's sci-fi, but only in theory. Like, because you, you never see anything science fiction. Nothing ever happens in science fiction. It's just like, no, what, the fact that they're telling me this guy's immortal is sci-fi. And that's it. Yeah. You know? Um, well, we don't have to do the Age of Adeline, although I think it is sci-fi. I mean, I'm not supposed to do it. <laughs> we, could, we could do it. We should do the other one first. Sure, yeah. And then when we run out of ideas, we'll do that one. Yes, yes. Um, There's a guy who does a really great impression of Harrison Ford. It's almost worth watching for that. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, at the end, as always, he gives us a, a description of the next one. Uh, and I'm excited. Yeah, for two reasons. <laughs> one, we're going to Mars and not an asteroid. And two, we're getting Roddy McDowell. <laughs> yeah. Who, of course, was in Planet of the Apes, which, as I learned on an earlier episode of the show, was written by rod serling how about that yeah i know i can't believe you didn't know that that was a really funny funny I mean, you had to review the movie right you reviewed it with connor we always bring up the director i don't necessarily always look at the writers when i'm okay and i should because i respect writers and what they do because it's really hard but ultimately as films yeah. a director's medium and that's what you always talk about um so i apologize to uh, the spirit of mr serling um <laughs> hey at least i'll be getting his name right the whole time <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> I can fight fire with fire. Um, so here's the description on IMDb for the next episode, which is called "People Are Alike All Over." Because uh, what what Serling says is that you know people people think they'll be the same no matter what, but that's not true at all. It was something like that he said. Um, so fearing yeah. the worst, the lone survivor of a crash landing on Mars finds a native finds a native inhabitants. So I mean, that's, that's, you know. It's, it's, it's not exactly hard, hard sci-fi, yeah. <laughs> uh, to his relief, very hospitable indeed, but there's a catch. And that's the end of the description. So we'll find out what the catch is <laughs> next yep. time in the Twilight Zone. Um, the star of that was making me think of Robinson Crusoe and Mars, which is a Criterion Blu-ray I have. Um, I've never seen that. Uh, I, I guess in a lot of ways... I'm sure it's, it's on my Criterion app. <laughs> Yeah, Peter can't get it. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> so I, salty. <laughs> I can get. You can help me get it if you were nice enough to me. How? We'll we'll discuss. Yeah, this. I'm not discussing this but on on public record. <laughs> There's ways and means. I know you like having the shelves of the physical copies. I do, but they're expensive. Um, that said, they are, they're like forty bucks pop. Uh, that said, though, <laughs> if you would like to fund me to buy more Criterions, you can do that. We're Tara. <laughs> well, you can check out our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash TV. You can donate as little as a dollar per month to help Peter get his collection. Um, <laughs> it also gets you these Twilight Zone reviews early, and you get bonus episodes of our sci-fi movie podcast that we talked about already, the Ace, the Atomic Cinema Experiment, and other shows as well, like um, Screams After Midnight. I think there's some influx stuff with you and Connor. I'm not quite sure. Uh, you get your vote on movies in flux. Oh, it's Malfoy's Mysteries that you guys do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is just a random topic show. Um, so, no, yeah, you can check yeah. out all that stuff. Um, and, of course, uh, I joke about getting Blu-rays, but, I mean, uh, Patreon support helps keep all the shows going and uh, helps fund the whole thing and helps us grow and so on and so on. Uh, you can also help us uh, by rating uh, us on your podcast app by giving us five stars, like writing a little review. helps people find us if you want to do that. Yeah. Fuzz in the Zone. Fuzz in the Zone is the name of the podcast feed, which... I, I will I will say this by now by this episode it will be up to date with the video versions and you'll get the releases uh, day and date with the videos weekly. Good. I can say that because we record these two two weeks ahead, so I just have to be caught up in two weeks. Um, but um, so yeah, go check that out. And uh, otherwise, get us on Twitter at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates and some such. Um, but that is that is that has been this episode of Twilight Zone. So thank you very much uh, for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys, in the Twilight Zone. <laughs>